So what's your guilty pleasure? What is the thing that you're hanging on to that maybe isn't that bad, or it's a lot better than you used to be, but still it links you to your old sinful past? Is it the words that pass between your lips, the bad habits that you still enjoy? Maybe it's the edgy jokes that you tell just to let everyone know that you're not a total Jesus freak. Or is it the intimate secrets or relationships that you keep that are far from the way that God designed it? Whatever it may be, we all have those things that we hold on to because it feels familiar, like a security blanket. But what if I told you that Jesus didn't die just so you could have a perfect eternity in heaven, but also that you may have life on earth more abundant and free from those things that used to link you to your sinful past? So today, Paul calls us all out and tells it like it is. So listen along as we read Ephesians chapter 5 and figure out what in the word God has for us today. Welcome to the Religion Podcast with Adam and Blake where a couple of broken dudes ask a bunch of questions about the answer and the life that comes with living for it. What in the word, Adam? What in the word, Blake? Ephesians. On this beautiful day. I know. Beautiful. No rain, no snow. No uh, ice, it, no flood. No, no ice, no flood. Signs of spring. It's kind of crazy. It's, yeah. uh, it's So let's it's make this quick so we can get out there and enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, so so uh, welcome to What in the Word. Uh, this is where the Religion Podcast reads through real scripture in real time with real reactions. Uh, Ephesians, we read Ephesians 4 last week. We're approaching the end of Ephesians. Uh, got about this chapter and one more, so we got Ephesians 5 this week. And I went ahead and, uh, you know, I, like I mentioned in the last episode of What in the Word, I went ahead and, you know, looked ahead on this one uh, just briefly. And we're going to have some things to talk about in this one. Yeah. <laughs> if you choose uh, to, they're there. Yeah, exactly. It's like there's uh, there's almost when we're talking about when we talk about episode ideas and things that we could cover in entire episodes of the religion podcast. I feel like there's at least a handful in this one chapter that you could yeah. totally dig into and make their own thing. But we're going to try to sort of touch on all these in our own way. And we're going to just stop and dig in whenever we feel like stopping and digging in. So, Adam, I'll go ahead and uh, kick this thing off. All right. So you sure you want me to, uh, you want me to read because you seem to have, you, you have some things to, to talk about. So you I want do. me to read and you can just stop me when you're ready to roll. Yeah, let's try it. We'll do that. Yeah. Okay. We, let's do that. Let's change earlier. it up because I feel uh, like you're chomping at the bit to all right, get on this. Hit, all right. Hit it. Hit it. All right. Um, Ephesians chapter five, verse one, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Stop. This is going to date this is going to date me a little bit as far as my age, but uh whenever I was a kid I watched MTV a lot and there was this show that I really liked when they started to kind of veer away from the music television side, but one of the more enjoyable shows that they had that was a documentary was called Diary. And the the tagline of Diary is you think you know but you have no idea. And I feel like with these two verses it sounds great. It's just like, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Like there's people who can read that and be like, OK, got it. I'll totally do that. Don't need to hear the details. 
Don't need to hear what it's going to cost me. Don't need to hear what I'm going to have to give up. I'm just going to assume I don't need the fine print. And then I feel like all of these verses that come after it. Because do you think it's like they get the idea that, well, God is love. So just to be an imitator of God is just to be loving and to be nice and to be friendly and to, you know, just accept people as they are and walk uh, in love. Yeah. I feel like you stopped it there just to go, okay, now here we go. Now here we go. (laughs) Okay. So, but sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not be named among you as is proper among saints. Yeah. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of Christ and God. I can think that's okay. Go ahead. Give me, give me one more and then we'll go. Okay. Let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. All right. So I'm going to stop. I actually probably should have stopped you one earlier because (laughs) that first two verses is just like, you know, this is, this is how you should be. Now let's really get into the nitty gritty of what that's going to entail. And that may end up, you may end up getting called out for some of the stuff that you do because of it, because they talk about, Ooh, and look what the word he uses in in three saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's proper amongst yeah. saints. Remember the saints and sinners discussion. The prior episode, the full episode of the real the religion podcast, we did talk about cursing in the Christian life. And so one of the things that I'm pretty sure that we quoted was this exact verse from Ephesians chapter five, verse four, let there be no foolishness, filthiness or foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. And like I said, that's one of those things where it's just like, oh, man. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, a big, man, I wish that wasn't in the Bible. Because exactly. it's like, you know, you could go along with like, okay, give me like 15 words that I can't say. All yeah, right, yeah. I can do that. Give mm-hmm. me, um, you know, just show me the rules. Show me the show yeah. me the things that are in the bad list and then i'll be good and then give it's me like, some off give me some off limits topics and some yes. off limits and words. i can i can cut those out and then there's like oh no filthiness nor foolish talk or no crude, jo- crude, no crude joking jo- yeah which are out of place but instead let there be thanksgiving it's like oh man yeah i know i was gonna <laughs> Come say on, man. Like, cr- cr- something yeah. This is the this is the rant, this is like the ESPN Randy Moss segment or whatever like the come on man come like on, I, man. yeah because like crude joking was something that I enjoyed a lot you and, ma- you majored in that and and not only that I still find myself doing it well, like it's... I still find myself at like because if I'm being completely honest the crude jokes ninety percent of the time are the funniest jokes to me. And yeah. so then and then you got to, like the ones that are the crudest are the ones that I laugh at the most, yeah. either hearing them or saying them. And then you got to go and tell me, let there be none. Come on, not, Paul. Let there be none of that. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Seriously. But. Like, it is, do you think like to you, because I can, I'll admit this myself too. Like that's kind of one of those like little guilty pleasures that you, you can still hang on to is it's like, you know, I'm, I'm really trying and I've turned over a new leaf, but yeah, you know, I, yeah, you can go back there and, uh, you know, maybe make a, 
a little head nod or a little chuckle or a, you know, I can give you a little look and wink, wink, and we can both yeah. do a little laugh. And I go back to that well quite a bit. I've been, yeah. I do, I do the, like, I've done the thing where I can cut out the curse words. I've do the thing where I can be like, I'm not going to swear to God or take the Lord's name in vain, even if it's a minor, you know, the more acceptable in response to something that shocks yeah. you or whatever. But this I go hard. back to the, that's, yeah, exactly. Let's just say it. It's hard. We, yeah. we like do this the, one, this one makes me a little bit mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. And it's kind like of, it's all, yeah. yeah. Like, like between crude joking, I, fe I feel like with, if you told every single person who was a Christian, listen, you can't gossip and you can't tell crude jokes anymore. Well, yeah. They well, would be like, okay, would, would gossip <laughs> be considered foolish talk? It could be. That's another thing, you know, foolish talk. Like what all joking. falls in this? Do you, I mean, yeah. what do you read into this? Like I read dirty jokes, um, yeah, I, you know, foolish talk would be just loose talk, I would think. Yeah, um, it could be. Yeah. So that could be a lot of different things, I think. That's the problem is that they could be a lot of different things. So mm -hmm. it makes you have to check a say, lot of different things. Don't, you know, none of this, none of, you know, like the old Bugs Bunny, yeah. you know, none of this, none of that, none of this. You mm -hmm. know, it's like, well, just no foolish talk, no filthiness, no, yeah, none of this stuff that's unbecoming that doesn't look good among people, you know, people who are saying, yes, God. it's a big umbrella. There are times whenever, even among friends, even among Christian friends, yeah, even like a Facebook chat or something, I'll have, I'll find a meme or I'll find a, something or I'll have a comment in my head and I'll be like, should I send this? Yeah. Like, should I even type this out? I'm in those like groups with you usually. Yeah, you, <laughs> It's like, it's in my so head. So if those are the ones that make it, which ones get cut? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so no it's not that bad i'm just kidding yeah um, but here's the but, but yeah, but yeah we i mean i think we both i think i don't know if, do you think this is more of a guy thing i think it tends to be and here's the funny thing the later on in this chapter i'm going i have something to say about is this kind of a guy thing when we get down to things toward like the end of it but yeah i would say that this is something that's a lot more of a struggle for men than it is for women in yeah. a lot of respects it's just another thing you've got to check at the door yeah. or you've got to at least catch yourself when you're doing it and just be like, is that really what I should have done? Is that really yeah. what I should have said? Is And so, yeah, man, that's a tough, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, so, and the so, first part is, you know, that one is a whole other discussion. Yeah. Sexual immorality, it, all impurity or covetousness yeah. must not be named among you. Yeah. So like verse three and verse five kind of, kind of tread on the same territory because they're talking about sexually immoral or sexual immorality covetousness and things like that and i would think that four probably maybe in that context refers yeah. to those and types so, of joke crude jokes and you know maybe that's yeah. why it's in between those so i here's what here's what i'm going to say about verse three and verse five as far as like the sexual immorality and the sexual moral, moral part of it i I think that we as Christians have might have a tendency to when we hear sexual immorality, we pick out about one or two things or lifestyles and say, yeah. that's sexually immoral. Yeah, homosexuality. But, yes, 
and, but, but just, I think that's the main one is homosexuality. Yeah. In, but here's yeah. the thing that you have to remember is when it comes to sexual immorality, I'm pretty sure what that means is anything outside of a marriage between a man and a woman. Yeah. And you could even go as far as to say anything outside the marriage of a man and a woman that are believers, you know, like if, yeah. if you are a believer that honestly, you know, to be, you could get into that whole discussion of like being equally yoked and those things. So it's like, that yeah. is a very specific guideline for what things are acceptable and, and when, and it's yeah when it's in the confines of that, that marriage. So you gotta, I think you gotta just approach those things with the right attitude and any of this stuff, not to say like, okay, show me what, show me. I think that's why Paul doesn't say it. Like, show me where the line is. And then I'll just pitch my tent right on the line. And he's yeah. like, oh, let's just, let's just throw a tent over it you know, yeah. and, and see what happens there. And so um, I think that's where you have to use wisdom and discretion and say, you know, what is best. It's kind of yeah. like the, the language discussion or the, the drinking discussion is like, is, you know, what should I do? Yeah. Not what are, can I do? There are probably people who are practicing certain types of sexual immorality that are condemning other types of sexual immorality. Oh, I guarantee it. Yeah. They're like, they're like, oh my gosh, can you look at them over there doing that? Said the, said the couple having premarital sex or. Hey, yeah. Well, and that's another one that, that doesn't get talked about as much, I think is, yeah, you know, the, premarital sex premarital you know relations or yeah. uh, people you know living together that aren't married you know that mm -hmm. uh, but it's easy to say well yeah but i know but there might be somebody here that you know that that's that that offends and so i'm just going to play it safe and i'm just going to just talk about this one sin that you know that everybody agrees is just way worse you know but yeah yeah i think that's something that the church you know we we as a whole because it's in the news mm -hmm. that, you know, the agenda driven end of that, it's easy for us to just start throwing stones. Sure. Uh, I think, you know, we need to, I need to work on that. Um, yeah. To, to not say all oh, this is always talking about them. Okay. So, so I'm going to take over here for, uh, for a few verses. So uh, you, you read here up to, uh, you, 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 you think yeah, seven is, so seven is next. Therefore do not become partners with them, referring to people who were, uh, deceive you with empty words in verse yeah. six uh do not become partners with them for at one time you were dark sons of disobedience I, I sons think of disobedience. What, yeah. yes but now you are the light light in the lord walk as children of light for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true and try to discern what is pleasing to the lord take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness but instead expose them for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, quote, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I think that's a good place to Yeah, that's a good place to stop. At one time, you were just like these people that mm -hmm. you are now casting stones at or looking down yeah. on. Uh, but now you are light in the Lord, walk as children of light, but not you know don't forget where you came from i guess is i think yeah what i think he's saying and he kind of does a little bit of a callback to something that we talked about in ephesians 4 where he says um 
where he talks about let no one deceive you with empty words, where one of the things that he talked about in Ephesians 4 was, I guess, the the person who is claims to be a person of faith who follows Christ, but is also someone who can be easily swayed by the winds from one way to mm-hmm. another. And so the things that are doing that are probably these empty words and people who are yeah. possibly telling you, you know, and I think you could even go as far as to say empty deeds, you know, these, these acts, these uh, lifestyles that, that people get caught up in mm-hmm. of all type. I mean, even if it's not just these sinful, but the things that we get so wrapped up in. Yeah, for sure. Work, you know, thing, you know, just activities and, you know, just everything to where it's like, if you really think about it, all of that is kind of empty. If yeah. it's not, somewhat pointing back to Christ, not yeah. saying that you can't do other things, but keep them in their place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just, and the idea of walking, walking as children in light, and just these, the idea of him really hammering home this metaphor of how the light exposes darkness and it brings out, uh, it sort of brings out the darkness and anything exposed to the light becomes visible and things like that. And I guess this goes back to the sort of speaking truth in love aspect where it's like you if you're if you're walking in light and you're trying to be the light of Jesus wherever you go i mean Jesus didn't just walk around and see stuff wrong and be like oh well <laughs> yeah who am i to judge him yeah yeah he okay he actually- so so i mean like this kind of raises an interesting thing because this is where i think a lot of people would get the idea to say well then that's where i can come off and just tell you this is how it is you know you like it or not and that's how i can look at this group of people or that group of people and say yeah you know i'm just going to start you know, you're going to go to hell if you're not doing this and you know and mm-hmm. start and yeah well it may be true if that's yeah. the case but you know that there's probably more effective ways but yeah. you know, it says, take no part in these dark works and these works of darkness, yeah. but instead expose them. And so I think yeah. that's where it's like, oh, yeah. So that's where it's our job is to just, you know, expose these things. So it's my job to call you out for mm-hmm. these almost. And that yeah. gives me a green light just to tell you how it is and to tell the world how you are. But yeah. I think when we look back at this in context, the, it, the next very next thing it says for it's shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, then if if he's saying don't talk about it, don't speak about it, don't call them out, then yeah. then how are we going to shine a light on it? Well, yeah, when anything is exposed to light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. So, like, just by being around God's people, mm-hmm. we shouldn't have to use our words to expose this. Yeah, will expose itself even if it it doesn't have to even go public. Like true, you know, you don't have to put it on the news. Like it it will expose itself in their heart, and then they'll have to decide. You know, am I going to try to be like this person here that seems to be a, a lot less dark than I am, or am mm-hmm. I going to choose the darkness and and stay away from that person? But odds are they're not going to be able to keep both of those relationships going for very long because yeah. they can't coexist. So yeah we got to read the whole thing. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the way I read it. Is that, I mean, I don't know what you think. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think is interesting when we talk about this crazy and often difficult tightrope that we have to walk sometimes when it comes to, you know, being loving or speaking truth and kind of figuring out when and how to do that. And the Bible sort of makes reference to us 
in a lot of different ways. And I think that there's some people that either cling to one thing or the other. Like, I mean, later on in this book, you know, it talks about, you know, putting on the armor of putting on the armor of God, essentially. And it's like, well, who puts on armor? Soldiers put on armor. What do soldiers do? Soldiers go into battle. Soldiers fight. But at the same time, they'll make reference to you being his ambassador. Well, ambassadors don't fight. Like yeah. ambassadors are the people who are like, represent. okay, yeah, they're, it's like, okay, I'm going to represent you. And it's like, I'm going to, with my words, represent you, represent this. And in the end, and sometimes not even with the words, lead to a with fight. my actions. Yeah. And I think that's the tricky part about being a Christian and being in a lot of ways is that we can't just be soldiers and we can't just be ambassadors. We have to, it's like, you all, you have to pick your spots. And I, got a, you have to, I got a real life example on this that just came, that just happened this week um, without going into a lot of detail. So I had a, a friend who um, had a situation at their church that they were kind of trying to tiptoe around and he was kind of asking my two cents worth on it. And it was someone that was serving in their church um, in some capacity, not like a pastor or anything. Um, mm. and you know, they were just saying like, I'm not really sure if, you know, if, you know, if this person is, has actually been saved, you know, they haven't made a confession while they've been here, but you know, they have some sort of confession story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe they haven't seen a lot of fruit from it. Um, you know, in some ways like they would, or, or the growth they would have expected. And, Uh, maybe some things in their life. I don't know the whole story, but, you know, things in their life were conflicting a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and they were like, I don't know if this is, you know, that's good. If he's doing that or if she's doing this, I don't know Uh, how to, how to navigate these waters. Do we need to still let them, you know, be active in the church or, or what? Mm -hmm. And, you know, granted it depends on the position in the church. I think, I think there's different positions that have different uh, responsibilities, but um, you know, I think, the old me mm-hmm. a few years ago would have said, well, I would have come up here on 11 and I would have said, uh, well, if they're taking part in unfruitful works of darkness, then it's your job to expose them. And so mm-hmm. you just call them out and yeah. you say, Hey, what are you going to do? You know, choose in or out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And probably they would have been out. And then yeah. I've even heard people almost brag about that. And me say, well, you know, I, once I called them out on it, you know, they just, got out of here like you know like they run off like a and yeah. you know almost like be proud of that and i don't know i've, I've kind of changed on that a little bit and i yeah. said you know i you know as long as it's not something that's counter to mm-hmm. the to the message and it's not something that they're like out there promoting yeah um, you know they're not up in front of people like preaching or anything like that so I, you know, there's a fine line to walk there. Like if this person leaves your church or you offend them to the point they don't come back, mm-hmm. then what have you done? Yeah. You know, right now they're in a, they're at least in a, in a service. They're at least around people that are people of God. Maybe, yeah. maybe let that work. Like let God do what God does. Um, yeah. And I used an example of, uh, of some neighbors of mine that, um, had lived together all of my life. They're Mm -hmm. in their sixties or seventies now, but like, as long as I can remember, they had, I assume they, everybody knew that thought they were married. Um, I always thought they were, but they weren't. And they never went to church or anything. And then the local church here got a a new pastor and they started uh, going to church there. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they, long story short, they had kind of, you know, gotten saved or they just ended up getting saved. And some people had came and were like, you know, what are we going to do about this? You know, these people are now, mm-hmm. you know, Christians, you know, it's fine. They were coming when they were lost and they were doing, but now that they're Christians, you know, they don't, they're not married. What are we going to do about this? Yeah. And the pastor said, well, let's just calm down for a minute. Like they just got saved. Yeah. yeah They've yeah. lived together for, you know, forever. Yeah. Um, let's let God do what God does. And if yeah. they're for real, then they won't be able to live in it and they'll mm-hmm. come to me. And it yeah. wasn't very long. And they came to him and were like, Hey, you know, God's convicted us. We need, and he said, if I would have went to them and I would have been like, all right, now that you're saved, let's get this to, you know, y'all need one of y'all needs to move out. Um, yeah. You know, he's like, no, let's just, let's just let God work in this. And so that I've, that's really, I, I just, that's really whoever that was. I mean, yeah. kudos to them. Yeah, because I mean, most people wouldn't handle it that, and he was getting pressure from people saying, "Oh, this doesn't look good," you know. Um, we're gonna, you know, these people are saved now, and and it's like, yeah, they're saved. Let God, you know. Peter went with Jesus, but he didn't get it all right away. Like it was a process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like so. I guess it just I, it all boils down to. I mean, it doesn't all boil down to this, but like I said, maybe rethink your approach and the not every not there's not one tool for every occasion there's not no. one mode for every occasion no there's times that you do need person. to speak truth and you do need to you know and it's, if it's like somebody is blaspheming or you know leading people astray then you might yeah. say whoa wait a minute you know we need to let's talk about this you know mm-hmm. because you've taken this next step yeah. we may need to talk about this but if it's just it ain't happening in the speed you'd like for it to. I didn't get saved when, you know, when a lot of people would like for me to either, but uh, yeah, God was still working. So verse 15, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And not the Godfather. Not the Godfather. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. I think that's probably a good place to stop and talk. Okay, so now he he just goes ahead and talks about drinking too. Uh, He needs his own podcast. (laughs) He does. He's got plenty. He's 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 got got plenty plenty of material. Plain um, material, plain to say, covers a lot of bases. It's like, you know, you may get, you may think you're off the hook, and then all of a sudden it's like, crap, I'm a drunkard. Yeah, and he, I think that in verse 15, one of the verses you've talked about before. Yeah, well, just um, that I, the whole, I mentioned like, that because the days are evil. Exactly, that was because that was had to do with the episode that we did on social media, where it's just like if you're on social media too much and it's taking up too much of your time and energy, if you're someone who is, if, you know, one of the things that I remember, there was a time before we got to know each other really well. And you, uh, we were doing some type of, uh, it was before we were getting ready to leave worship or something along those lines. And every, and I think everybody has this, everybody has those prayers. They remember either from themselves or somebody else's, where either they just kind of hit them a certain way or somebody else hit them a certain way. And one thing that you said is you said, we need to spend less time on Facebook and more time down on our knees, you know, 
make the best use of your time because the days yeah. are evil. So like there there's a battle raging whether you choose to be engaged in it or not. Yeah, you have 20 you have 24 hours and during the, all those all of those hours you can you have the free will to make choices. Yeah, be productive. Good choices and bad choices. Yeah. And you know, that time that that extra, you know, think about if you spend an hour on and I'm I'm calling myself out as much as anybody else. If you spend a total of like an hour or more on social media that day, couldn't 30 minutes of that time been spent reading the Bible? Couldn't 30 couldn't and couldn't another 30 or so minutes of that time spent like breaking up and doing like three different times of prayer? Well, actually I actually had an interesting thought while you were saying that. So why do people like social media? What is the big draw? I, I think it's I'm going to answer my own questions, rhetorical question. Um, I, I think it's because there is a constant feed of new information. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing that gives us our dopamine, you know, that, that high, basically that hit that we get that says, Oh, what, what is there now? What is there now? It's, like I can always scroll. Yeah. I can always scroll to the top of the page and there's always something new. And so yeah. it's not like, Oh yeah, it's, you know, Facebook was written in 2004 and mm -hmm. you know i can go read it anytime because there's not been anything new put on it since then um you know it's like oh gosh it's you know it's always fresh it's always new it's always updating who's yep. doing what now and if if me if myself if i looked at god's word as alive and active as it is mm -hmm. instead of looking at it as old and written yeah like, you know it was written a long time ago it is completed yeah um, and we look at it like that and we say oh yeah that was nice that they wrote that book you know they haven't wrote any new books in a long time in the bible mm -hmm. and you know i can read it anytime because it's always there the yeah. urgency isn't there you know because you know i could i could read it tomorrow i can read it next year i'll read it one of these days yeah. but meanwhile on social media there's always somebody refreshing something but if mm -hmm. we actually look at scripture like that and say, no, like we are living in the middle of scripture, yeah. like exactly what part of it, who knows, but some mm -hmm. of this stuff hasn't happened. Some of it has happened and will happen again. You know, it's predictive and prophetic. And, you know, it's like, yeah. man, like if I looked at it like that, like I should be refreshing that Bible all the time and being like, yeah, what's he saying now? What's he saying now? But, but I yeah. don't. Like I look at it and go, oh, there's a nice, nice story about somebody from a long time ago. But if we really looked at it and said, make the best use of your time because the days are evil. Yeah. Um, maybe that would would change my my level of uh, engagement, I think. Yeah, true. Think about what a church pastor does or a preacher does. You know, they're constantly returning to the Bible. Yeah. And it's like they're hitting the refresh button. But they're having because, to then reapply it to this new generation or this yeah, new exactly. situation or this new thing that's going on in the world. Yeah. And it all goes back to that, but it's refresh, refresh. Yeah. Well, th yeah, I think, you know, if you're if you've been a pastor for 20 years and you've preached, you preached on the book of Ephesians in, you know, the early 2000s, if, yeah. you, if you preached on the book of Ephesians in 2001, and you preached on the book of Ephesians in 2021, it would, they would be different sermons. Yeah. 
they would be, but it's the same word, but it's different sermons. So if that, like, if well, that like, doesn't tell you. I teach, you teach too, but like where I teach uh, like a trade, um, you know, I get new people every year mm-hmm. and, you know, they're with me the entire time uh, through this whole program. And so, you know, they come in knowing nothing most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really the way I prefer it because you don't have to retrain. Um, yeah. But it's really hard because you, you know, it's kind of like if you were a coach or anything else, like you kind of start getting things to where you want it. And then the next year you refresh and you start back from the beginning. And I've always said like, just because you've said something a million times doesn't mean, or, you know, it may be the first time that they've ever heard it. Yeah. And so, you know, I always have to remind myself that when I'm teaching, like I've said this a thousand times, but I've only said it once to them to this person yeah and i do the exact same thing and so you have to approach it with the same amount of enthusiasm the same same amount of passion the same amount of newness and bring it to life every single time and so as a pastor it would be really tough because you're thinking i preached this book 10 years ago it hasn't been that long ago yeah yeah but how many people were even in your church then how many of them have died how many of them left how many of them are new how many of them were kids and now they're adults like so how do you rebirth that into a new generation and mm-hmm. still make it relevant still make it fit and here yeah and here's the thing but not not only do the times change but you change like yeah. you're not the same you're not the same christian in 2021 as you were in 2020 no you're you know there's something there's something different about you as just like a human being as a father as uh as a son as everything you're slightly different from each year to the next so why do you feel like that you would get the exact same thing out of the bible and the the same parts of the bible every time that you look at it because you've been through some stuff in a year yeah exactly all right so we actually took a pause i'm just gonna let you in on the nuts and bolts of this major editing that we're doing here Um, and during this little pause break of recording we decided to stop right here um, in this book, which Blake doesn't like to do because Blake likes to just finish this thing. Um, I do. <laughs> and yeah. Even if it's four hours long, like, you know, it, you don't split it up. And I'm like, yeah, hey, there's nothing wrong with keeping them, you know, keeping them a little bit uh, in suspense. So, um, well, yeah, and here's, and here's the thing that I sometimes forget is that there are pastors that craft hour long sermons on like a quarter of a chapter of a book of the Bible. So yeah. I've, you know, there's I a guy that I follow a lot. And he, he will spend over a year in one book. Yeah. Like this year so, we're in, we're in Mark. Yeah. So, so here's the thing that we're realizing and the Adam has kind of helped me to realize is that the same way that you, you know, what's the, one of the, one of the biggest mistakes that we make as Christians when it comes to the Bible is that we read it just to say we read it or we rush through it, or we'd be like, well, that's a box checked for the day. And it's like, you know, I read through that entire chapter of that book, or I read, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to read the Bible. I'm going to, I made a point to read the Bible in a year and I've read just what I want to. That's why I never did Bible in a year thing, because I know that's what I would do because I'm task oriented. And if you give me a task, I will do it. I may not get anything from it, but I will complete the task if I'm set to it. Yeah. Uh, so we read the Bible to finish instead yeah. of read the Bible to apply it. 
Yeah. And so the thing, like, there's yeah. some sort of race or prize for getting to the end of the chapter. We had there's obviously we've had a lot that we can talk about, and we've had a lot that we've been able to dive into, and it's it's a lot, and it's challenging, and it should be, and as Christians we owe it to ourselves to dig into this stuff and figure out how we can get better from digging into this stuff. And if that means when you read the Bible, it should change you in some way. And if you, if you're going through it and I think if you skim through the Bible, it's not going to do anything for you except give you that little notch on your belt that says, well, I read the Bible. It's like, well, you need to sometimes stop and go, well, wait a minute. I didn't get that. Yeah. And so where I would leave this at is, I actually want to go back next time and pick up on 15 again, because the, the part about the songs as, mm-hmm. as musicians, both of us. Yeah. Uh, I would like to talk about that a little more, but I don't want to get into it now. So, yeah. Um, so, so we will definitely do that. Carried so, on a stick there. Yeah. So here's the thing. So to, so next week we will be back in Ephesians five. We're going to do a part two. We're going to get to the latter half of this book, kind of maybe dig back into some, some of the stuff that we touched on in some of the verses that we touched on in this episode and really get into the meat of the last part. Yep. And so, uh, so on that note, Who thank knows, you it, may for, even, it talks about wives and husbands. Maybe we'll even have our wives on. I think we can make well, that. Uh, that's, that's definitely a carrot to leave out there. I don't know. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how, I don't if know. They're listening really, to this. We'll see if they throw something at us. We'll know yeah, exactly. Listening. So, uh, so in closing, let's, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, let's go ahead and have a prayer out and, uh, pray this out and, uh, I'll go ahead and do it this time. If you all are in a position to do so, uh, bow your heads and pray along with us. Um, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for, for your word. Um, thank you for the book of Ephesians. Uh, thank you for Paul and the way that he states things and only he can thank you for, for the challenges that the Bible gives to us to, to kind of be better and examine our own shortcomings and realize uh, where as Christians, we may find ourselves kind of stumbling or kind of getting into doing behaviors that we tend to either justify or write off, but we really need to kind of change sometimes. And, And God, thank you for a word that is not just something that belongs in a museum or on a bookshelf collecting dust it's something that can be consulted each and every day and certain parts of it can be consulted and looked at and examined in multiple points in our life and multiple times and multiple generations and there's always not just the same old lessons that you can get out of it and that you can always get something new out of your word if you just come to it with uh the right heart and the right mind and a and a will and a desire to be to be more like Jesus every single day. So uh, just be with us as we continue to examine your word in the best way that we can. And uh, may we try to bring honor and glory to your name in doing so. And we say these prayers in Jesus's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Real Legend podcast. We hope that something that was said today inspires you to come to know God in a real way. We would love to hear how God is using this podcast to help you on your journey. So email us at religionpod at gmail.com. That's R-E-A-L-I-G-I-O-N pod at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on social media. Thank you for your support.